Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. We are on the 48th episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. That means in four weeks we've been doing this a year, brother. Isn't that incredible? That's a lot of sitting down and talking to you, Trey. It it really is. It really (laughs) is. But uh, we're going to continue our series in Proverbs today, looking for wisdom for living. And uh, we encourage you to get out there and share with your friends right now. Uh, Get them on podcast listening it's been encouragement to a lot of people and it's been a blessing for you to, for us to hear your feedback as well and we appreciate that you know pastor uh, if i had a dollar for every time i heard these words money is the root of all evil i think i'd probably be a wealthy man but the bible doesn't say that money is the root mm. of all evil does it uh, it's much something much deeper than that something that we really have to deal with on an everyday basis and it's this word called greed Mm. And um, mm. I think that uh, as as the people of God, we need yeah. to make sure that we are not greedy people. Right, right, right. The Bible says that the love of money is the root of all mm-hmm. evil, and that love of stuff often stems from a greedy heart. And, man, we don't talk about greed a whole lot. I mean, when's the last time you had a conversation with somebody about greed? I'm actually trying to think if I had a sermon in my entire repertoire about greed. Yeah. You know, we just don't deal we with don't it. We don't deal with it, but it's a yeah. big deal. And mm-hmm. so, so greed is closely connected to envy mm-hmm. right so so let me ask you a question sure if you could have your dream car that you could drive every day what would it be golly i think dream i'd probably i'd probably get a porsche cayenne you know because an suv so it'd look a little like i'm not you know really trying to flaunt it but <laughs> it still goes 187 miles an hour or so you know so you want an suv yeah a Porsche SUV. To put my grandkids to in. To put your grandkids yeah, in. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So I've always wanted, like my dream car has always been a Jeep, Jeep Wrangler. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so you, always your, your tastes are much, much I guess lower so. level than I guess mine, so. I mean, I've always wanted a Jeep, and I've never had one. Oh. And so here I am, you know, in my 40s, and um, every now and then I'll see, you know, young punk, you know. <laughs> 25-year-old dude in like, a brand-new Jeep Rubicon riding down the street. That's my, that's my son-in-law, by the way. 25-year-old punk. 25-year-old in a Rubicon. He has one. So. Yeah, that hacks me off. I'm glad I don't <laughs> see him on a regular basis. Here I am driving my white Chrysler minivan, and I got a Jeep flying by me. And I, and, and I just think to myself, what, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> right? Like, here I am. I, I, I should have had a Jeep by now, but I don't. I'm driving a stinking minivan. You know? oh, and so, so, so what happens is... is all of a sudden, I get envious of that twenty-five-year-old who's got the top off his Jeep, and you know, winds blowing in his hair, and you know, and that envy turns into, if I'm not careful, greed. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I see what he has, and I want it, and so greed is, man, I'm, I got to get it. I'm going to do whatever I can to get it. Well, actually, I haven't got it yet, but you know, I mean, that, that's what happens. Envy is looking at somebody, at somebody, and what they have, and saying, I got to have what they have. I resent them for what they have. Greed is saying. I'm going to do what I got to do to get it, mm. right? And so, so the way the dictionary defines greed is like this. Greed is a selfish or excessive desire for more than is needed or deserved, especially of money, wealth, food, or other possessions. 
That's what greed is. It's a selfish or excessive desire for more. And oftentimes that greed comes when we begin to compare ourselves, right? We look at what others have and say, man, they look like they're farther ahead than I am. Mm-hmm. I, I can't let them be further ahead than me. I've got, I got to catch them. I got to get ahead of them. Yeah. And so I got to do whatever I can to get, 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 right? So I can be ahead. And so that's greed. Let me get all I can. And I think it's funny because the older you get, the more it changes because it used to be the car for me, yeah. but now it's somebody's yard. When I look at somebody's yard and it's like this gorgeous yard. Yeah, it? you're that grumpy uh, old man. Get off my yard. Yeah, you know? I'm not that bad, but but I do want a beautiful yard, you yeah, know. Yeah. And um, so you see somebody next door. You say, "Well, I want to," you know. Well, that keeping up. It's always been keeping up with the Joneses. It might yeah. change what it is, but yeah. you're always trying to keep up. So you want that green carpet looking grass. There you go, man. Mm. That makes me drool. <laughs> See, I'm an old man. Right? You are an old man. We all have things that we just want really bad. Yeah, yeah. And if we're not careful, you know, and it's not wrong to want things. What's wrong is when we're greedy for things, when we selfishly want more and more and more, even when we don't need it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? Well, um, today, why don't we then look at three characteristics of uh, of what we can do? But before that, we want we're actually going to talk about five ways to win the war against five greed. ways to win the war. But against uh, greed. we got to start with some characteristics. Yeah, so let's talk is. about what greed looks like, and then we'll talk about yeah. winning the war. What we can actually do to overcome our greed. So the first characteristic we need to identify is a greedy person listens to the promises of others more than the promises yeah, of yeah. God. So here's how you know you're greedy, right? You're greedy when you are listening to the promises of others more than you're listening to the promises of God. So take this back to the book of Proverbs. We've been mm-hmm. looking at Proverbs now for several episodes of the podcast. And so so we're going back to the beginning of Proverbs because it's interesting that this is actually the very first issue in the book of Proverbs that Solomon addresses with his son. The first issue he talks about is greed. It's a big wow. deal. Yeah. I never even thought so, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So think about it. I mean, Solomon is the king. Mm-hmm. It's good to be king, right? Very good. If you're a king, you've probably got more than you need. I would say you do. And so the king has a son. Imagine growing up in the royal home. He's got a son who has more than he needs. Mm. Yet he warns him against greed. Listen to this. Listen to this. So so Proverbs 1, 8 and 9, you know, Solomon talks about listening to your father's instructions. He's saying to his son, listen to me. I've got wisdom for you. Listen to me. And then you come down. Look at what he says. Verse 11 of chapter 1, if they say, come with us, let us lie and wait for blood. Let us ambush the innocent without reason. Like Sheol, let us swallow them alive and whole. Like the those who go down to the pit, we shall find all precious goods. We shall fill our houses with plunder. This is interesting. Mm. So, so listen, Solomon is warning his son against joining a gang. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants their kid to be in a gang. I would say not. Right? Yeah. But listen, this is the problem. You've got these guys, this gang of thugs, and they're saying to Solomon's son, come with us. Come, let's go, let's go take over this home because if we go take over this home and, and destroy the people within it, right? Think of all we'll get. Think of the goods we'll possess. Solomon's son, he's a prince. Mm-hmm. He's he the son of a king. He has it all anyway. Why would he want to go and raid a house when he's got all that he needs back home? It doesn't make any sense, right? But, 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 here's the promise. The promise for Solomon's son is if you follow us, instant gratification. So you can be rich and have everything you want and still be greedy? Is that what this is saying? I, I, I guess so, right? I mean, wow. He's got it all, right? But but there's more. And, and, and the promise that these this gang of men is giving this son is there's more. 
Mm. You can have it right now. You don't have to wait for your daddy to die to get the inheritance oh. and all those kinds of things. You don't have to wait for anything. Okay. You can have it now. That makes that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Instant gratification. And 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 think about it, Trey. That's exactly what this world offers us is instant gratification. You see, for us, there's two voices, right? Mm -hmm. There's the voice of wisdom. Mm -hmm. The voice of wisdom, the voice of God that says to us, live, live faithfully for the kingdom, live faithfully faithfully for God, and in the end, you will gain it all. Mm -hmm. That's the promise for us as followers of Jesus, right? If we live faithfully, right, dying to self every day, willing to sacrifice our lives for the sake of the gospel, in the end, we will gain it all. But on the other hand, there's a voice of foolishness, right? That's the voice of wisdom. The voice of God says, wait, follow me, serve me, sacrifice me, you'll gain it all. The voice of fool says, nah, there's a better way, mm -hmm. right? You can have it all now. And so we follow that, that promise of instant gratification, not recognizing that in the end, we end up sacrificing it all. Mm -hmm. We sacrifice our lives, right? We, we forfeit eternity, right? Because we've chosen to follow empty promises. That makes sense. Yeah. And so uh, what I hear you saying, just to be gratified does not actually gratify you. Does that, you, you know what I'm saying? In other words, okay, we get it. We get it now. And when we get it, we don't even. We get it, but that's, that's all you get. all that. That instant yeah. gratification does not eternally satisfy you. That instant gratification isn't what God has for mm -hmm. you. God has gratification for you. He has something for you. But the path to what God has for you comes through the voice of wisdom. Live your life for God now, mm -hmm. and in the end, you will be rewarded. The lie of this world is get the rewards now. Yeah. No matter the cost, go after, get the, world, get the rewards now, right? This is what's happening with Solomon's son. Solomon's saying to his son, Watch out for that gang of men who says, come with us and destroy with us. You can have it now. It's all about instant gratification. And a heart of greed is a heart that longs for instant gratification and believes the lies or believes the promises of the world that I can have instant gratification right now. Mm -hmm. I can have it all now. You know, with our own children, and uh, you, I know you're going to deal with uh, raising our children uh, this way, how a father teaches them. You know, I always tried to teach my children not to have instant gratification. Yeah. In other words, give them a candy bar. They don't have to eat it right now. Right, right. And I always watch, seriously, I watched yeah. for my children to see which ones of them were immediately ripping it open and stuffing it yeah. down their throat and which ones would save it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was interesting because it, it bore out in the rest of their life as well. And it's mm -hmm. just something simple like that. Dobson taught me that. You know, mm. watch what they do with candy bar when you give it to mm. them. Mm. So mm. you kind of see this instant gratification idea. Yeah. So, but that's the lie the world tells us. You can mm -hmm. have it now. When God says... Follow me, I'll reward you, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Amen, that's right. So uh, number one is that we need to uh, watch out for this this idea of instant gratification and the importance of, of not allowing it to take us over uh, and to live for the eternal. But number two, a greedy person destroys in order to gain. Yeah, I mean, that's what the verses say, right? So if they say, come with us, let us lie and wait for blood, verse 11, right? Or or you come down and you look uh, at some of these other uh, verses here. Like Sheol, let us swallow them alive and whole, like those who go down to the pit. And so so what this gang of thugs is going to do, they're going to invite Solomon's son to destroy. Mm -hmm. Destroy in order to get, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to destroy whoever's in that home so we can get what they have. And so you think about it, right? There's a promise of instant gratification, but the way to get that instant gratification is to step on the lives of other people. Wow. You are always, if you're greedy, in order to get what you want, 
you're always going to hurt someone in the process. Isn't that true? Yeah, and everybody says, well, it's, you know, it's not going to bother anybody, but it does, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, you yeah. Know. So, so, so think about it, right? Think about your family. Mm. Think about your family. You, you, you um, are that guy who, who wants that promotion because if you get that promotion, then you get the raise, and then you can finally buy that Jeep Rubicon or whatever the case <laughs> may be, right? And so you're greedy for that promotion so you can get what you want. You can get that raise. And you can buy that stuff you want, and so you work, right? You work 70 hours a week. You work 80 hours a week. You're never home. You never pay any attention to your wife. You never pay any attention to your children because you're always trying to get what you want. Mm. Who suffers in the process? Your family. Your family, family big right? time. Big so time. in your greed, you end up destroying your family. Or think about your church. That, that if you're a follower of Jesus, God has spiritually gifted you, and he's called you to use your spiritual giftedness in the life of the local church. But you're greedy. Mm. You're greedy with your time. You're greedy with your resources. And so the church suffers because as a member of the body of Christ, you are refusing to use your time and resources for the eternal good of the kingdom and instead choosing to use your time and resources for your own good and your own benefit. And so it's destructive, right? You're hurting the local body. Or think about, right, your relationship with the Lord. Oh, definitely, yeah. You're greedy. You're greedy with your time. You're greedy with your resources. You're greedy with whatever. And so as a result, you don't spend time with God mm. because that takes too much time. You don't devote yourself to spiritual growth because that's, a, in your opinion, a bad investment of time, a bad investment of resources. And so what you end up destroying is your own relationship with the Lord. I think what Solomon is saying to his son and how this applies to us is, man, anytime you have a heart of greed, you're going to end up being destructive in your relationships. You're going to destroy your relationship with your family. You're going to destroy your relationship with the body of Christ. And ultimately, you're going to destroy your relationship with God. Greed is destructive. And think, all for instant gratification, yeah. right? Just because I want what I want right now. And I think because of the design of greed by the evil one is that we will tend to even relationships with our friends. We'll walk over top of them to get what we want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, you lose your friendships as well. Yeah, it's, it's a bad thing. Okay, well, number three, a greedy person never finds what he's looking for. Right? And this is what the Proverbs say. So, so the promise of this gang of thugs is, come, destroy with us, and you'll get. We'll plunder. We'll get all kinds of goods. But then you come down and look at what it says in verse 15. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Hold back your foot from their paths, for their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed blood. For in vain is a net spread in the sight of any bird. But these men lie in wait, listen, for their own blood. They set an ambush for their own lives. Such are the ways of everyone who is greedy for unjust gain. It takes away the life of its possessors. Mm. So what Solomon says is, is you want this instant gratification. You want what you want right now. And so you're willing to destroy to get what you want. You're willing to destroy your relationships, right? Mm -hmm. Your walk with the Lord, your relationship with the body of Christ. You're willing to destroy all these things to get what you want, not realizing that in the end, you're going to be the one destroyed. You're going to oh. be the one that suffers, Right. The promise of instant gratification never delivers. It just doesn't. You might get that Jeep Rubicon that you want or whatever the case may be, but what did it really cost you? Mm -hmm. In the end, what did it really cost you? That thing that you were so set on getting, that you had to have more and more of, did it cost you your family? Mm. Did it cost you other relationships? Did it cost you in your walk with the Lord? 
greed never delivers, right? Mm-hmm. And we end up destroying ourselves in the process. A greedy person never finds what he's looking for. Do these things, you know, have us or do we have them? In other words, do we possess them or do they possess us? Yeah, yeah, and that's you see exactly these, right. You see these people just uh, out. I think that when they get to the point of getting the things that they have been working for so long, they finally get it and they go, really? Yeah, this yeah. is it? This is yeah. what I yeah. poured my yeah, life? Yeah. I lost my family for? I lost my friends for? I lost my Lord for? You know? Yes, and it, that's it. the trap of it, isn't it's, it? That and is and the that's trap. what he's saying. There's, it's a trap. You are setting a trap for yourself when you walk in greed. It's only going to destroy you ultimately. So how then are we? If if it can't be found in stuff, then how are we satisfied? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so that's where we get to how we overcome. How do we win the war okay. against greed? I, I bet you there are people listening, Trey, that don't even realize they struggle with greed because we don't really talk about it. Like we mm-hmm. said, we don't talk about this a lot. But if you think about yourself. Man, how often do we buy into the lie of you can have it now, instant gratification, go after what your heart desires, follow your heart, follow your dreams, all those kinds of things, right? So so recognizing that that desire is in us, that greedy desire to have more, how do we overcome? How do we win the war against greed? How do we defeat greed? So okay. here, here we go, real quick, so five here, ways. The five ways, number one, repent. Yep, and that's what we're talking about. We just got to stop and be honest that mm-hmm. – we might not talk about this a lot, but it is an issue for us that we all have greedy tendencies and asking the Lord to reveal those greedy tendencies in our hearts and turning from those, repenting, saying, God, I'm sorry for that. Help me to live a different way. So one, it's repenting. But two, now watch, it's resisting. Mm. What, what I mean by resisting is, is that we are constantly giving into the temptation to compare, mm. Right. My neighbor has that lovely green carpety looking grass, right? So I gotta have it. Yeah. He's got it. So that envy turns into greed, right? I gotta do everything I can to get it. And so so I think that that, you know, um comparing ourselves to other is oftentimes where that greed begins to really rear its ugly head. So, so it's resisting. It's resisting the temptation to compare ourselves to others. The more you compare yourselves to others and see how much more they have than you, the more greedy you're going to become. You know, we did that even when we were kids, yeah, you know, absolutely. but Johnny has, absolutely. and we said, but mom, absolutely. you know, that sort of thing. Oh, absolutely. So, so it's repenting, it's resisting, it's rejoicing, right? Think about Philippians 4.4, 4, like rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoicing is a surefire way to kill greed because what a rejoicing heart says is I'm satisfied. I know. I know that God has given me enough. He's given me everything I need to live for his kingdom and for his glory. Everything I need. It might not be as much as somebody else has, but he has in his provisions given me everything I need, and I'm satisfied with whatever God chooses to give me. I can rejoice in what God has given me today. Well, see, what we're talking about today goes against every sick, because I used to be a salesman. This, yeah. Actually, this is, could be used opposite of what we were taught. Mm. You know, if you're going to be a good salesman, you've got to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and they would put up that Rubicon so you could go after it. You right, know? right, right. Uh, never be satisfied with the stuff you have. You want more stuff, you know. Yeah. And uh, anyway, it's just interesting that the world's ways of doing yeah. things. And we've bought into a lot of that, Absolutely. unfortunately. Absolutely. So, yeah, repent, resist, rejoice. Think about this one, Trey. Return. Oh, okay. Return. Yeah. God has given you resources mm. to use for his glory. And, and, and here's what I know, right? There's something about having a generous heart mm-hmm. that helps you to overcome a greedy heart, right? That's what I'm talking about. When I say return, return to God, 
It belongs to him, right? Mm -hmm. Overcome your greed with generosity. Begin to open your hands up to God and say, God, what I have belongs to you anyway, so I want to use it for your kingdom. That's a great way to overcome greed is by simply becoming generous with your heart, with your resources, with the things that God has given you. I use this as, as uh, this is my, my main tool. Mm. And so when I'm feeling greedy, like I got to have stuff, I give stuff away. Mm. And, um, you know, it's just, and so when you see me being generous, don't think it's, ha- I'm great. It's actually the opposite. I'm having issues. You're having issues. So you're trying <laughs> so, to overcome those issues. Back yeah. Then. But I mean, really it does help yeah, me. And yeah. then I, the satisfaction though, I will tell you the yeah. satisfaction in giving is much greater. Absolutely. Than getting Absolutely. Stuff. So return and, and think about this refocus. Mm-hmm. Refocus. Hey, if you think about these verses, Trey, you know who comes to mind? Judas. Probably some, yeah, I was going to say somebody. Judas. The worst. The Judas, worst. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about it. Jesus, Judas had the opportunity to walk with the true king. You think about the King Solomon here. He's writing to his son. Mm-hmm. Judas walked with the true king for three years. And the true king had a mission, right? To reach mankind. Amen. Through his death and resurrection. Judas knew that. Judas knew that the true king had a mission. But Judas had a different mission. It was a mission of greed. And and when he had the opportunity, he sold out the king that he had followed for three years for 30 pieces of silver. And you think about it, this is what's so crazy. Jesus knew it was coming, right? I mean, he knew it from, from, from day one. He knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. And, and when they were around the table for that, that last meal together before Jesus' crucifixion, I mean, Jesus said, my betrayer is at hand, go, right? He knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't did. stop it. And, and Judas betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver, and then Jesus went to a cross, right? After being betrayed, and died at the hands of greedy people. The greatest act of generosity that the world has ever known Mm. came through the death and resurrection of Jesus. Greedy people surrounded him. A greedy person betrayed him, but it did not stop Jesus for one second from his mission of generosity towards all people. You want to overcome greed? Refocus. Mm -hmm. Refocus on the gospel. Refocus on what Jesus Christ has done for you. In the midst of a world that is greedy, look to the one who was ultimately generous, who gave his life on a cross and then took it back up in his resurrection so that we might break the chains of greediness in our own lives and have life abundant and eternal. Man, I'm telling you, if you'll refocus on Jesus, that's, that's a pretty good way to overcome your greed, seeing his generosity at the cross. And I think we have to keep that constantly in mind Absolutely. that Jesus gave it all. He did. He gave everything he had. And that's the old hymn says, right? Jesus gave it all, all to him I owe. Mm. I have no right to be greedy when I consider the generosity of my Lord. So we have a lot. We have people that um, I, I wish I could tell you that when you go through the struggles of, of lack of finances that somehow you lose your greed. But, yeah. I, I, you know, I said rich people can be greedy. But unfortunately, poor people, people without, can be greedy as well. Yeah, we can all be greedy. And, um, you know, I think there's probably some people that are listening right now yeah. that uh, they've had some struggles with employment. They've had some struggles with they're not getting their unemployment checks. They're, they're uh, you know, they don't know where their end is going to come. And so they start to look around and say, I've got to have. Yeah. So yeah. with those people out there, how can they um, 
get started to yeah, make yeah. make sure that they are where they need so to be. So there's a choice that needs to be made, right? You can operate from a position of greed, right? Mm-hmm. Or you can operate from a position of faith. Greed says, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get enough, so I'm going to go after it. Greed mm-hmm. says, there's a promise of instant gratification. I'll, I'll go after that, right? Yeah. Greed says, I'm just going to go after it. and I'll, I'll make my own way. I'll mm-hmm. get it myself. Faith says, there's a generous God who has proven to me that he loves me through his son, Jesus. He is more than able to lead me. He is more than able to provide for me. He is more than able to care for me. And so really, it's, 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 a, it's a position in life. Am I going to choose a position of greed or am I going to choose a position of faith? You choose that position of faith and you watch how God cares for you and provides for you in multiple ways. Operate from faith not greed. Amen. I think that's a real good word, brother. Why don't you close us out as we uh, finish up today's uh, podcast? Yeah, we hope this has been helpful for you. And and this is one of those subjects that we don't talk about a whole lot at all. And so I hope this has helped you to stop and think about your own heart and, and, and to examine your own heart to see if there are any greedy ways in you. And if there are, I hope that you will take some things that we've talked about and use these in your battle against greed. So if this has been helpful for you, we invite you to share this with a friend so they might be encouraged by this podcast. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. And as always, we hope that today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.